0: It's gonna be fun. Okay. Man, you, you, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy because here's here's what happens is that we have access, check it out. You have access to God. See, you guys kind of look like that first group that was here. It's like you're counting light bulbs or something. What? You you have you have access to God. I mean, think about this for just a minute. He made everything. Everything. He's got all the power, all the authority, all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the understanding. And you have access to it. And what you doing with that? You know, I I mean, you know, hey. I, you know I, i'm trying to I'm trying to keep control of myself hey, okay uh we are bible believing spirit filled people right The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now inside of you and what are you doing with that i'm telling you I'm telling you that some of the stuff that that, that, that we're engaged in is so beneath the level. Of the, of, of the possible experience for you. The, the, you can walk in insane authority, demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of your stinking life. I mean, when you get out of bed, hell will be freaking out. Okay? And you'll get so excited during the day, you dang near got a backslide to go to bed again at night. Okay? There is this life, this abundant life. Jesus didn't come just so you could inhale and exhale. He came that you could have life in abundance to the top till it overflows. More life than death, joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. And, and, and we're in here like doing what? A bucket list? Okay, I, I went to church this week. I'm good to go. My God, somebody. How about we start living the life that Jesus came to connect us to? How how about, how about we grow into the image of the stature of the full nature of God that he's called us and made us available to? How about if you were the guy God saw when he created you? Look at this, Jeremiah 33, three. Most of us know this, right? Uh, Call me and I'll answer, you have access to God. And he's like, dude, you need to call. Okay, you need to drop a line real quick, okay? You you need to reach out to me, and and I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not, okay? He can show you stuff that you don't know. How many believe God knows something you don't know? Okay, okay, so we probably ought to actually act like that. Like God would share things with us that we don't know. There's obviously something you need to know that he wants you to know, or he wouldn't tell you to call me, and I'll tell you what you don't know okay? Because what you do know is preventing you from knowing what you need to know, and and what you need to know has the power to take you where you need to go, right? But no, but but we don't get it, right? We don't get great things. We don't get mighty things. Let me tell you why. Because we've made big things out of little things, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like ram through here is get us out on time, but this is life-changing stuff. You might want to write something down, Okay. You might want to, you know what blows my mind is that there's people who are on, who could, their life could be radically elevated with just a little bit of effort. And, and, and you know, and, and I'm teaching this stuff, and, and, and they're like, I don't know what, they, I got a new puppy. You know, and that's where the mind is. And I'm telling you, this is, this is crazy. I, I've talked to uh, people that teach at Bible schools this week. I've talked to pastors of churches that have thousands of members. I've shared with them what I'm going to share with you. And they're all like, send me the notes. Get me this info. This is crazy good. Okay. And I'm not telling you that because I'm awesome. Cause I have, you know, no, I'm telling you that because God wants to show you something that you haven't seen before. Because if you could see what you couldn't see before, you could go where you couldn't get before. If you go where you couldn't get, you could reach what you couldn't touch. You could accomplish what you couldn't even start before. God's trying to set you up for a breakthrough, for a restoration, for a healing, for a deliverance in your life. Don't count the light bulbs or, or you know, doodle about the puppy. We make big things out of little things, which means we miss the great thing. Right? And a great thing, you know, there's a difference between a great and a mighty thing because it's not that God would just show you great things. He could have just said, I'll show you great things. I'll show you some great things. Great things. You know, those are God important things. I'll show you great things. But you have to, in order to get to the great thing, you got to get over the little thing that you turn into a big thing. But if you could see the great thing, you wouldn't even care about the little thing. That you made a big thing. Well, it's not a little thing. It's a big thing. Only that's the way you see it. But God says, hey, you know what? That thing don't even count in comparison to the great thing I'm going to show you. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if God just said, hey, guess what? I'm going to show you some great things today. Okay, I'm going to show you great things. And you'd just be going, yeah, rock on. God and me going to say great things. But he didn't stop there. I love all the ands in the Bible. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but there's a bunch of them. And an and means he ain't done. He's not just going to show you great things, because a great thing, that, the, the Hebrew word there, it, 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 it literally means godly or important things. There are, there are things important to God. Amen. You might want to know what they are. That's okay? That's right. They're important to God. Why? Because they're going to fulfill the future that he has created you for. Yeah. Okay? But he doesn't stop there. He says, "Oh." Not only, not only am I going to show you great things, and, and that's where your heart rate ought to go up. Seriously. If somebody came to your house and they said, hey, hey, I'm going to buy you dinner, and I'm going to get you a new car. You would be happy that you didn't get all excited at dinner right? And like run off and not listen. Okay. Cause it could have went like this. Hey, I'm going to buy you a dinner. Sweet. I'll get my stuff. And you run off and you come back with a knife and a fork and you totally miss. And I'm going to give you a new car because the mighty thing is better. I'm telling you than the great thing. And the great thing is better than the big thing. There's actually a little thing that you're confused about. See, you, you, you made a big thing out of a little thing. You know, it's like, man, I don't know how far I'm going to get today right here. Are you listening? This is huge for you. There are people that walk down the aisle and there's a dude up there and he's looking back there at the chick coming up and he sees them living happily ever after. And then a year passes and suddenly they see things differently. What changed? The way they think. Okay, now you're thinking about what you called a blessing differently now than you were when you were receiving the blessing, right? Why? Because you've taken little things and turned them to a big thing. You know, Shelby left this week. She took all all of our wives and, and, and the grandbaby, which that was a low blow. And, and, and she left town and took them to a conference. And it's just me and the boys at home. And, 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 and you know, it, we have horses. We have chickens. We have dogs. We have cat. We have, you know, neighbors. And had a lot of responsibility this week. It was over, almost overwhelming. You know, but uh, and, and to, to keep up with the animals and stay on top of the kids. You know, because Evan let the horses out. I mean out out like they're in the neighbors <laughs> and, 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 and where, where's Evan at he's he's probably out chasing a horse and uh, uh you know well and he would tell you that I left the gate open but I mean when you open up their gate to the pasture you should know that the gate is shut right so that wouldn't be like me and I can prove to you that it doesn't take but a second to take a little thing, turn it into a big thing. <laughs> because here's, here's the deal, is that in all actuality, that thing that's going on in, in, our, in our life right there, it doesn't do anything for you. No impact at all. But we could spend months fighting over who left the gate open, who did this, who did that, what they. You're like, That's not a great thing. It's not a mighty thing. Maybe you ought to get over the little things so you can run into the greater thing and the mighty thing. And there's a difference. There's a difference, see? There's a difference. There's a difference. Because a mighty thing is a fortified or fenced-in thing, that which is only accessible to God. It is hidden. So there are some things that have been hidden, not from you, but hidden for you, that the only way to get them is with God's assistance. Why? Because they're that valuable. You don't just lay it out where any old jack wagon can come along. Let me tell you something. The casual Christian is not going to live the kingdom God life. Okay. You don't get more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness just by attending a service. I wish you did. I, I wish you could just, I wish everything hinged on church attendance. But it doesn't. I, I wish, I wish, the that, that more Bibles you download, the better off you are. I wish that was the case, because I got a bunch of them. But here's the deal, and we know some stuff that we act like we don't know. We act like we're oblivious to this, but we're under the impression that if we can get some scriptures memorized, if we can get a t-shirt or, you know, like, no, a t-shirt collection, right? If we can get a couple bumper stickers, which, by the way, you might want to take Jesus off your bumper until he's actually in your heart, because that, hey, follow me, you know, thing that, honk if you love Jesus, and then you're giving them the bird because they honk. I mean, you might, you know, you got to deal with this. Okay. You, 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 gotta grow, you gotta grow a little bit, but I, you know, man, wouldn't it be cool if you could just have bumper stickers and t-shirts and no, here's what the deal is, is that, is that you gotta get past that, you know, cause all of us know a lot about nutrition, right? And if you, if you were to like to swing by my place out in the shop, I have equipment, Okay? We we I mean I have the equipment. We can build some some you know uh, some, some power lifters, okay? We we can we 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 have everything we need to get really healthy. It's just them dang donuts. <laughs> you know, you, you know a lot about nutrition, but you're going to have to you're going to have to push the pie away. Okay? Cuz it's not what you know, but it's what you apply that makes the difference in your life right? And see, here's the thing, is it's one thing to know a bunch of stuff, but if you don't apply it, who cares? It ain't doing you any good. Well, what are we going to apply? And he's saying, I'm going to show you some stuff that is so powerful that it's held in reserve for people who are only only the serious. Okay, they seek and you're going to find it. I'm not just going to hand this out because, you know, you were nice in the ice cream line. You know, you don't get this because, because, you know, you put a $10 bill in the bucket. So, hey, no, you, you're going to have to get sick. Ser- that's who he's asking to call. See, that's why many of us aren't asking for his insight in our daily decisions, because we ain't serious about it. <laughs> Still with me? You okay? Yeah. You got to hey, I'm thinking 16 minutes. You can handle anything for 16 more minutes. Huh? Come on. Let's let's do this thing. Okay? He said, hey, who is it? Who is it that's telling me to call him? Well, it's God. It's the Lord Jehovah. Okay, but he has a lot of different hats. I mean, think about the compound names of God. You know how many of them there are? I can't remember. It's like 16 compound names. like Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Sikhanu, Jehovah Imkadesh, Jehovah Rohi, Jehovah, 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 Jehovah Rapha, And man, I get so confused because Rohi is kind of like Rafa, but Rapha's not like Rohi. And they mean different things. And you know, what, what, what do his names mean? And, and that depa- Well, who am I calling? You know, uh, who am I calling? You know, I, I call and he's going to answer and he's going to show me stuff. Well, well let's, in order to find out who, he's, who we're talking about, we'd have to go back two whole verses that's going to take some time, ain't it? A little effort. The word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah. Hey, can I just point little tidbits out that might help you? It's just kind of interesting stuff, but it might, might actually help you. The word of the Lord. Do you realize that Jesus is the name we gave the son of God when he came to the earth, right? We called him Jesus. Okay. But in heaven, that wasn't his name. They called him the word. In the beginning was, and the word was with God, and the word, who was it? Jesus. So just picture, just to help you get a picture. Because, you know, God gives his word so you can think his thoughts. He has you think his thoughts so you can see what he sees. Okay, so the words are pregnant with his thoughts. Dude, is that crazy? You can think the thoughts of God. You have access to the thoughts of God. And if you, if you meditate those thoughts, he's going to begin to show you what he is seeing. And man, when you see what he sees, it changes everything in the, in the way you look at all your stuff. So, so the word of the Lord is kind of like Jesus walking in. Just picture, okay, it's like somebody coming to see you. Well, who was it? And you say, the, well, he came, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time. Everybody say the second time. This is kind of important for you to get, because with God, God's not in time. He's in eternity. He, he begins at the end and comes back to the beginning. He declared you in at the beginning. He's not restricted to time, but time is for man. Man is in the, you know, God's a spirit, and he's, you know, and he's like all, he's already been to your end. Matter of fact, he went to your end before he formed you, right? And then, and so he's coming back. So he went to the end and, man, check this out. He's been to your end, and to make sure you are winning, he carved the path back to your beginning. And then he looks at you and says, just follow me. We got this. You're thinking, I need God to see me through this. He already does, because he's on the other side looking through it at you. So he sees you through the thing that you don't think you're going to make it through, but he's like, no, I see you through it. I I am, and I will, and I can and I will see you through it. I do see you through it. You're coming through it. It ain't taking you out. I'm taking you through it. Okay, okay he's, he's got a plan, and, and, and it's the second time, which, like with God, he's not in time, so he doesn't use normal math, because <laughs> the second time, go read this book, and you find out the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah quite a few times, yes. but it's like, hey, it's the second time, it's the second time, it's the second time, and that ought to be good news for you, because you messed up the first time, remember? Remember? You mess up the first time. Well, yeah, but see, well, God, God's the God of second chances and third chances and fourth chances and fifth chances. But the problem is, is that every time you get a new chance, you start it over, right? So all things new, old things have passed away, everything becomes new. Yeah, but I screwed up again. Okay, but now since you started new and then you screwed up, so it's still the second time. Did you catch that? That you get it right with God today and you're probably gonna mess up again. But the word of the Lord is gonna come to you a... Second time. Because he doesn't hold the first 33 times against you. Dude, if you'll meditate that, it, oh my God. 11 minutes and 47 seconds to get to it. I'm not going to make it. Okay, so the word Lord came a second time. A second time. Well, we probably should look at the first time. So we understand the second time. So the first time, where do we go? We go to chapter one, and in verse four, and and he said, "The word of the Lord came unto me." So this is the first time the word of the Lord came to me, and this is what he said. He said, "Before I formed you, I knew you, and before you you came out of the womb, I sanctified you, I ordained you." So basically, he said, "I had a dream about your future, and so I went to the end, and to make sure that you were going to work, then I started forming you and framing you and shaping you and sanctified you. Means I made you different from anybody else, and I ordained." you or empowered you to fulfill the dream that I had about your future. So I've already been to the end, and now I'm coming back to you, and I'm going to lead you through there. And I'm the guy, you know, I, I formed you, I, I, I sanctified you, I ordained you. Okay, now go back to Jeremiah 33 and, and, and check this out. And we're going to just look at this. Thus says the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it, to establish it, the Lord is his name. So he's the maker, the former, the establisher. He's the maker, the former, the establisher. He's your maker, your former, and your establisher. By the way, touch your neighbor and say tag. You're it. So he's the maker of it, the former of it, the establisher of it. You are it. Okay. So he's your maker. He, he's your former. He, and, and he's to establish you. Check us out. Okay. To make is to prepare and bring about by pressing or to squeeze. Wait a minute. See, to make, it doesn't mean to form from nothing, but it means to take that which is formed already and make something with it. And God's taking you and he's making you, but it means he's got to press and squeeze you because what he put in you needs to come out of you. Okay. I don't like where I am. Awesome. But what's on the inside of you is going to be squeezed out. Why has it got to be squeezed? Because you wouldn't bring it out on your own. You wouldn't bring it out on your own. He he formed you, which means to frame, preordain, plan with purpose, even the purpose of a situation. God has framed you. Anybody in here done any framing? Yeah. Anybody here been to The Rock? And I know we're at church. I'm talking about the pizza place. Anybody been to The Rock? Yes, hallelujah. No, no, we're talking about pizza. So, so you go in there and you look at the walls and, and there's rebar sticking out and there's broken brick everywhere and it may, it's made to look like it's falling apart and so you might walk in there and think this place is dilapidating but they go, no the guy that built it, the guy that framed it he goes, it ain't, it ain't coming down it might look nasty on the outside but I framed it and by the way, my framing, past inspection Okay, God framed you he, he built, he knows, he's no, he knows what you're made of. He don't care what you or your mama hung on the wall. He doesn't care that they, 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 they use stucco or they use lap or they use, you know, a sheetrock. He don't care what's covering the wall. He knows the wall, why he framed it. And sometimes to get what he put in there, to get it to the surface, he's got to put you in the press so it squeezes that and causes it to come out. Because he's framed you, he's made you, he framed you, he established you. Check this out. It means to set up, to make able, to endure, to be directed aright, made ready, provided for, and if need be, restored. Listen to what God's saying. God said I've been to your end, and I witnessed your on-purpose beginning. I've seen what it's going to take to get you to the end successfully, so I've led you into the press to squeeze out of you what I put in you. You were planned with a purpose, so I framed you with my word. And, oh, listen to this. I've set you up for success, made you able to endure. You've been directed aright and made ready. And I will and have made provision for you. And if need be, I will restore you. What what, are you, what what are we whining about? You know, what are we dealing with? I will restore you, which I don't have a bunch of time. But let me just share this with you because it's crazy. See, in order, in, see, re is God's favorite prefix: renew, refresh, revive, restore, re everything. That's why He doesn't mean he, he 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 doesn't He doesn't mind coming back and repeating what He said. You say it again, okay? Now, now check it out. To restore, in order for restoration to occur, there's a couple of things you need to know because God wants to restore some things. But see, in order for something to be restored, it has to be missing or broken. And see, a lot of believers, we don't want to admit anything's missing because that makes us look weak. We don't want to admit anything's broken because that, you know, well, somebody's going to judge me. The problem is, is that you can't restore what isn't missing or what isn't broken. So if it isn't missing, it isn't broken, you're missing out on the restoration of that thing right? And and, and the word restore literally means to re-erect the structure thereof. So remember the guy, uh, Jesus was like in church on a weekend, okay, on a Sabbath, and the religious people are checking him out and they're trying to find fault. He knows it and he asks them a question. He says, hey, is it legal if I heal on the Sabbath? Ain't nobody going to say nothing. Right, hey, we just stand back and wait. Why? Because religious people are more concerned with rules than they are with relationships. Whoa. Jesus more concerned with the relationships than he was with the rules. Right. Yes. Well, does that mean we can break them? Oh, you're an idiot. Good Lord, but he, he's trying to empower you. But look, he he says to a guy with a withered hand. He says, "Hey, hey, hey, come here." He pulls this guy out. He's got a withered hand, and he says, "Stretch forth thy hand." Do you want to know what the miracle was? The miracle, the miracle was that the guy didn't show him his good hand. You know, because in church, that's what we do. Hallelujah. I'm blessed and favored of the Lord. I'm above only and not beneath, the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. Here's my good hand. You're jacked up. Okay? You're whack from the street up. Huh? Come on, you got stuff. You're praying to God nobody can see. You know, you had a fight all the way to the church. You got out in the parking lot. Wipe that smile off your face. We're going to church. <laughs> you, I mean, you just messed up. Oh, no, don't show nobody that. You walk in the front door. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. When we get home, you're going to. Hallelujah. Good to see you, my brother. <laughs> oh, man. It's a miracle. He showed him the withered in. And you know what he did? What did Jesus do when he showed him his withered hand? What did Jesus do? No, he didn't heal him. You got to read your Bible. Thank you for jumping in there, though. He healed him. No, his hand was restored. It's the only place. Check it out. Go read your Bible. Jesus healed everybody. This guy, his hand was restored. It was, there was a erection of the structure. That which he had a right to was put back in place because it was broken or missing. Okay, now here's the thing. Well, there's things in my life that I, where I need restoration. Okay, here's the thing. Here's what God's telling us, okay? You got to get this, get this, get this, is that there are things that only God can do. I mean, can, can you rebuild bone? No. So that would be something that only God could do. But there are other things that only you can do. No, God, God can do anything. No, he can't. I a great, I love that. I love that sign. Well, wait a minute. All things are possible with God. Right, with God, there's nothing impossible. With God, you and God, nothing impossible because either he can do it or you can't. But God can't do what you could do Here's what this means. Oh, I know this. I'm after it's like religious tilt, isn't it? It's like, like, oh my God. (laughs) Okay, you've heard this statement. You've said this statement. All of us have. And what it means is, sorry, don't know what's going on. Okay, but here's what we say: God is in control. When do we say that? When we haven't got a clue, and we don't know how to answer the question. Why did this happen? How did this occur? we good people, bad things. Why? Well, brother, God is in control. Well, if God was in control, don't you think you'd be nicer than you are? If God was in control, would the world be in the condition it's in? If God was in control, would the little thing that you've made a big thing actually be a thing? Why is it a thing? Because God's not in control. If you Go back to Genesis. God took... Adam and Eve put them in the garden. He gave them dominion on the earth, right? And so he said, I'm giving you all the authority, all the the dominion, all the power is yours. And so here's what I want you to do is I want you to rule in the earth like I rule in heaven. And so you be my representative on the earth and what you buy and I'll buy and what you lose, I'll lose, what you do. And heaven's actually responding to earth, okay? You're in control, which is why God sent the word into the form of flesh Because man, you know, in order to restore the relationship that was broken, the relationship that was missing with God, it had to be restored through a man because God had given man control. So the word became flesh, became a man dwelt here. So it would be legal because God couldn't do it without a man. So there are things in your life that God can't do without you doing what you can do. And letting God do what God can do. But you have a problem because you want to do what God can do. And you're asking God to do what you could do. So you're praying prayers. You could answer your stinking self. And then acting like you're going to do God's role. Shoot. Shoot. I'm almost out of time. Okay. So if you want financial restoration, you have to erect the structure that can sustain financial increase. God, fix it. There are things God can do, and there are things he can't. But if you won't rebuild the structure, he can't increase your wealth. You want relational restoration? Then you have to go to work and build the structure that can sustain relational. God can't do that part. You can do that part, and then God will do what you can't do. See, if, if, if it's impossible for man, then, then God will do that. But you've got to do what you can do. God said, if something's broken, something's missing, I'll do my part if you do your part. Well, what's your part? We'll look at Jeremiah 33 three again. Call me, and I'll answer. What's your part? Call. You got to call, and he'll show you things you don't know. The problem is, check, check this out. The problem is, is that we know a lot of stuff because we're, we're, we're smart, but most of us don't even know what no means. Okay. So, so we, we know stuff, but we just don't know what it means to know stuff. Okay. So to know, to know, this is, this is, this is, this is like one of the best parts. Get this and we're going to get out of here. Okay. Okay. To know things is to, the, the word it means, it's yada. It means to recognize, admit, acknowledge, and confess. To recognize, admit, acknowledge, and confess. So when we're asking, what do you know that's preventing you from knowing what you need to know, that has the power to take you where you need to go, what we're really saying is what do you recognize, admit, acknowledge, and confess that is preventing you from recognizing, admitting, acknowledging, and confessing what you need to recognize, admit, acknowledge, and confess so that it can take you where you need to go. So here's the thing. you got to ask yourself, what do you recognize, acknowledge, admit, and confess every day? I mean, there's things that you know and and you're out there and you're, you know, you're demonstrating your knowledge of it. But, but here, here, do you recognize your weakness or do you recognize his strength? Do you admit your failures or do you admit you're more than a conqueror? Do you acknowledge the voice against you or do you acknowledge God gets the last word? Do you confess and it proves you're guilty, or do you confess, I walk by faith? I mean, what is it that you know? He said, can you, can, you, can you just get this for a second? Can you understand that, that, see, if you would apply this, just this, you could change almost everything in your life. Well, that's, that's like Old Testament stuff. Okay. John eight thirty one. if you continue on my word, then you'll be my disciples indeed. You will know the truth. You will recognize, admit, acknowledge, and confess the truth. And what you recognize, admit, acknowledge, and confess would liberate you, free you from what you have recognized, admitted, acknowledged, and confessed that has you bound. I could restore you, but you have to do your part. So I can do my part. That's right. Amen. Ooh, it's like, I, I'm almost afraid to go like that because last week I did it and I actually dropped it. <laughs> my drop. Okay. G- you know what God's wanting to do? <laughs> God's wanting to humiliate hell. You know what hell has tried to do? Wreak havoc in your life. You know what you've done? Played along with the devil. Okay. You, you've, been, you've been slightly deluded, deceived, yeah. tricked, because you're looking at a situation that looks like it's falling apart. You don't see what God sees. See, because God sees through the crap, and he sees the structure. Uh, the, it, the Bible says in, in, in Hebrews 11, it says, we understand through faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And those things which are seen came out of things which cannot be seen. And God said, there's some stuff that you can't see, but I can see it. And I would show it to you and it would rescue your bacon. Okay. By, by faith. And, and, and by the way, how do we get faith? Faith cometh by and hearing by the so faith comes out of the word of God, the word of God comes in, faith comes in. And by faith, Noah saw what nobody else could see, so he built a boat and rescued his family from the flood that came. Nobody could see it coming, but God showed it to him. And since he saw it, he did what he could do so that God could do what he could do, and it saved his future. So if you could see what God sees, God would have you do, it, it would act on something that nobody else can see, but it would actually save your future. Well, see, here's the problem is that the mess that you're in right now is the result of not seeing what God saw. So you didn't do what you needed to do to prevent it. So now you're in it. But guess what? The word of the Lord comes a second time. Here he comes. Here he, here he comes. Hey, hey, hey. I know, I know you're in a jacked up situation. Guess what? <laughs> it's not, that's a little thing. I, I have some hidden things. I can show you some things that you haven't seen and what I show you can liberate you from the thing that's got your attention. What you need to do is break that off. Look at me. Call me. Call me. Call me. You know, Come on. Call me. Hey, call me. Hey, call me. Hey, all you got to do is call me. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Call me. Shoot. And if you're sitting here right now, if you're sitting here right now and you're thinking, Wonder what kind of ice cream they got. I want to choke you out for Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh! God wants to restore. See, the enemy's a—he's th- a—he's a thug. He's a bully. Okay, he's a bully, and and, he, and and he threatens you. But God, and he's a lover. He elevates you. He's like, hey, you just got to call out. You just got to call out. What's it take to get a brand new start? I don't know, broken dream or empty heart? Find the breath, find the air. Just take one more breath, call out to God. He'll provide the rest. Pick you up where life's knocked you down. He's known around the world for turning things around. What was meant for your worst, he'll use for your best. If you could just learn in him to rest. Close your eyes. Father, right now, open our eyes that we might see. God, we we look not at the things which are seen, but the things that have been unseen. Have they're not invisible. It's just unseen. We haven't seen them. Show us great things, mighty things, fenced in things, hidden things, yes. things that we have not Acknowledged, admitted, recognized, or confessed. You're here right now, and while heads are bowed, and eyes are closed, you're here right now, and, and and you just know, man, you've been living, you've been living life, but it's not been God life. You, I don't know, maybe you, maybe Holy Spirit's dealing with you. Your heart rate's going up a little bit right now because we're going to pray a prayer. We're all going to pray it together. But you know, man? God's calling me. I need to be, <laughs> I need to answer that call. I, he said if I called him, he'd answer. But man, it's my number that's ringing. He's calling me right now. Well, as we get ready to pray this prayer, I want to invite you to make this prayer your prayer. So you know what? I, I'm, I'm surrendering my life to Jesus today. I'm going to make, I'm going to make him Lord of my life. And I, I'm going to get real with God because I need God to be real with me. If that's you all, nobody's looking around. I just want to agree with you and pray. Just hold your hand up really high. "That's me, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's awesome. It's all awesome. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. You can put them down. You can put them down. I got it, man. It's awesome. Just hang right there for just a second, because you know what? And this is, this is going to be kind of odd for some of you, but it's like somebody just said, God, if it's really you. God, is it is it really you? He's answering you right now. You just need to lift your hand. How do I call out to him? You just respond right now. Just wait. He's waiting on you. We've got one more. I know you're here. Just hold your hand up. Say, okay, that's me. That's me, man. I'm, my life. Thank you. So cool. Everybody in here, just pray this. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. Let me see what you see. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Now I'm going to live for you. Every day of my life. I'm not starting tomorrow. I'm starting right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give God one more shout, one more prayer.